Coming up on We Talk News This Week, it's reaction time to the Senate initiative for the legalization of cannabis. And it's not too promising in a partisan political climate in D.C. Plus, you'll be able to add weed to your essential carry-on items at New York airports. The state of Illinois is getting sued by a Michigan dispensary over preferential treatment of social equity applicants. Plus, the passing of a California hash legend, Frenchie Cannoli, and a tribute from Emerald Media's Christina Giovanni on We Talk News next. PCM-TV is supported by Salient Systems, a world leader in video management security, and by Revolutionary Clinics, a medical dispensary where the patient comes first, and by Accounting Buds, your number one CPA specialist for the cannabis industry. We are pro-cannabis media. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another edition of We Talk News. I'm Jimmy Young from Pro Cannabis Media. So have you shared your cannabis story yet? Please go to our website, ProCannabisMedia.com. Tell us your cannabis story. You could win a great prize from your story with an I.com. First up this week, it's the reaction to last week's federal legalization bill, the Cannabis Administrative and Opportunity Act. Now, checking with cannabis media sources and business leaders from all over the country this week that I talked to, everyone was overwhelmingly positive, but there is a lot of doubt that our elected officials will get anything done before the midterm elections. Now, that includes Frank Nuttall, the CEO of Unrivaled Brands, a major multi-state operator who we talked to on In the Weeds. So over the long term, I, I fully expect and believe and support legalization. With that said, I don't, I don't know that the Senate's got the votes right now to do that. And, um, you know, I, I think at some point um, to your comment, we may be looking at a lesser but still good first step forward. And um, I mean, I think one of the, the big issues uh, in our industry is, is frankly commercial banking. Um, and, you know, the fact that we don't have good access to commercial banking and cash handling and credit card processing at this point in the industry's growth is, is both unfortunate and frankly, you know, one of the biggest operating pain points we experience. So I would like to ultimately see legalization, of course. I just don't know that's going to happen right now, given the political divide, as you referenced, the construct. Certainly, you know, um, note that having, um, you know, even, um, uh, you know, a bank act would be a huge step forward. If you're in the cannabis industry, send your comments about the bill to cannabis underscore reform at finance.senate.gov. And that's before September 1st. Now, with more on what's going on in Washington, D.C., our guy from Vote Pro Podcast is Phil Adams with our D.C. report. Phil. Hi, I'm Phil Adams from Vote Pro Podcast, and this is the Weed Talk News DC Report. Two GOP congressmen are urging President Biden to make good on his campaign promise to reschedule cannabis under the Controlled Substances Act. In a letter to the president, Representatives Dave Joyce of Ohio and Don Young of Arkansas called the measure a matter of public health. Joyce tweeted the letter with a message citing the nearly 70,000 deaths from opioids last year, 
saying, quote, the U.S. can no longer afford to sideline less addictive pain management alternatives. Both lawmakers are co-chairs of the Congressional Cannabis Caucus. Tennessee Democrat Steve Cohen roundly criticized the suspension of U.S. sprinter Shikari Richardson from Olympic competition. Richardson was suspended for one month after testing positive for THC in violation of United States anti-doping agency policy. Speaking at a House Judiciary Committee session, Cohen called it hypocritical that athletes are suspended for using cannabis while alcohol use is generally tolerated. Cohen said, quote, marijuana is not a performance enhancing drug unless you're entered in the Coney Island hot dog eating contest. The White House has declined to condemn the U.S. Olympic panel for suspending Richardson. New Jersey Senator Cory Booker sought to clarify his position against a vote on the Secure and Fair Enforcement Banking Act. Last week, Booker said he would do everything he can to block the safe banking bill, insisting he would not go along with creating a multi-billion dollar cannabis industry without reinvesting the tax dollars in the communities hardest hit by the war on drugs. This week, Booker explained that he's not against the bill itself, saying, quote, don't get me wrong, I support the Safe Banking Act. I think it's a phenomenal bill. Booker said he simply wants to table a vote on the more modest measure in favor of the Comprehensive Cannabis Administration and Opportunity Act that he, along with colleagues Chuck Schumer and Ron Wyden, introduced into the Senate last week. That's the Weed Talk News DC report for this week. I'm Phil Adams from Vote Pro Podcast. Next up, you might remember a few weeks ago, a basketball player for the LA Lakers, Alex Caruso, was arrested for cannabis possession when he tried to carry his personal stash onto a plane at the Central Station Airport at Texas A&M. Wrong location, Alex. You should have gone through LAX or now New York. That's right. Law enforcement in the Empire State is going to give you a pass as long as you have less than the state limit of three ounces, said Sheriff Craig Apple. <laughs> no kidding. That's the guy's name, Craig Apple. Anyway, quote, we don't take it away from you anymore. It's legal as long as it's not over three ounces. So have a nice day. Just don't pack over three ounces into your backpack, you know, and you want to be really sure, put it in your check bag. Now it's time for the Green Market Report with Deborah Borchardt. Deborah, This is the business update for Weed Talk News from the Green Market Report. July 10th or Dab Day is turning into a dud day. It's also called Oil Day and the idea is that July 10th or 710 upside down spells oil. This year, total U.S. cannabis sales actually decreased by 10% over an average of the previous four Saturdays, according to Headset. Concentrate sales did increase by 24%, and it was the only category that enjoyed positive growth. Air Wellness is buying Nevada-based Tahoe Hydroponics Company in a deal valued at $17 million. Tahoe Hydro operates roughly 33,000 square feet of total cultivation and manufacturing space in its facilities in Nevada. Entourage Health, formerly known as WeedMD, announced preliminary unaudited revenues of $13.6 million for the quarter ending in June. The company said this was another sequential quarter of record sales growth across its adult use and medical sales channels. And that is the big news for this week. I'm Deborah Borchart from the Green Marker Report for Weed Talk News.
a Michigan-based dispensary, Sozo, is suing Illinois over that new law that their governor, J.B. Pritzker, signed into law last week. That bill offers better opportunities for social equity applicants to get their licenses. And for the most part, it's been pretty well received by the cannabis community in that state. Now, yeah, obviously, you just can't make everybody happy in the cannabis industry. Air Wellness certainly wasn't worried about the state of Illinois. This week, they bought two herbal remedy stores for $30 million. Air is a pretty large multi-state operator with operations in Arizona, Florida, Nevada, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and here in Massachusetts. For the rest of that story in Illinois, here's Canacaster, Margot Vaselli. Margot? I'm Margot Vaselli from Margowana with this week's We Talk News report from Illinois. We finally got the governor, J.B. Pritzker, to sign off on those additional social equity licenses. Finally. All the winners that were awarded these licenses are now scrambling to find their locations in hopes that they can break ground as soon as possible, especially after they're finding out that they're hitting a wall because of the raised prices in construction and also the need for the computer chips that they're going to be needing for their facilities is hard to find and get post-COVID shutdowns. In other news, we seem to have hit a plateau in adult use sales in Illinois. With a steady $115 million per month sales since April, that was post the use it or lose it licenses that allowed for about a dozen additional licensed dispensaries to have opened up in Illinois. That's the Illinois Report. I'm Margo Vaselli for Weed Talk News. Do you know what the acronym NIMBY stands for? Well, that's not in my backyard. Basically, it's a description of local communities who just don't want cannabis stores in their town or cities. Well, they might want to reconsider that plan since a new study from Clever Real Estate says home values and legal states have increased. For every $1 million in taxes generated by legal sales of cannabis, home values increased by $470. So last year in Illinois, the state collected $205 million in tax revenue. So the math works out that in legal states, average property values increased by $17,000 over the past four years. Now, let's head up to Vermont with our green nurse, Jessie Lynn Dolan. Jessie Lynn. Thanks, Jimmy. I'm Jessie Lynn Dolan from Nurse Grown Organics and Vermont Cannabis Nurses. And this is the Weed Talk News Vermont Report. Vermont's cannabis community is invited to meet Cannabis Control Board Commissioner Kyle Harris and board advisory committee members on Friday, July 23rd at 4 p.m. at Vermont Hemp Company's Learning Barn in Bristol for an informative discussion and question and answer. This free live event is geared towards creating the legal cannabis business space in Vermont and is being put together by the Vermont Cannabis Organization, Attorney Dave Silberman, and the Emerald Rose Grow Shop. The Cannabis Control Board met again this week, hosting several speakers. Stephanie Smith, Cannabis Quality Control Policy Administrator, and Carrie Gaguer, Director, Public Health, Agricultural Resource Management for the Vermont Agency of Agriculture, explained the hemp program's rules and policies and how that can relate to the adult use cannabis market. 
Dr. Carly Farmer of BIA Diagnostics spoke about laboratory testing and capacity, and Dan Chang of Crea Botanicals talked about cannabis processing and extraction. This week, the Marijuana for Symptom Relief Oversight Committee also met to start conversations about much needed updates to both the committee's mission and members on the board. They are expected to have these recommendations to the Cannabis Control Board by November 1st, 2021. In the meeting, one dispensary representative advocated for equal representation amongst medical patients, medical providers, cultivators, and caregivers. Another patient representative advocated the opposite, asking not to add any new members to the already deemed outdated and in need of change Symptom Relief Oversight Committee. The board currently only allows patients appointed by the dispensary themselves and does not include caregivers or cultivators at all. Cannabis advocates are hopeful for much needed representation and change on the board in the near future. That's the Vermont <clears throat> Report for Weed Talk News. I'm Vermont's cannabis nurse, Jessie Lynn Dolan. Here in Massachusetts, two big companies are in the news. One is Lantern and the other is Cureleaf. Ron Marshallsey has our weekly check-in with the Bay State. Ron? I'm Ron Marshallsey with the Massachusetts Cannabis Report for Weed Talk News. The demand for recreational cannabis in the state of Massachusetts has exploded. And according to the president of e-commerce marketplace Lantern, serving this key consumer demographic is imperative to their operations as an essential industry. Lantern is an e-commerce marketplace and home delivery platform that is partnering with two companies, Freshly Baked and We Can Deliver, to deliver recreational cannabis in Massachusetts. Both Freshly Baked and We Can Deliver are in the Massachusetts Cannabis Control Commission's social equity program, and their plan with Lantern is to get cannabis products to the doorstep of consumers in the greater Boston area. Lantern was incubated out of its sister company, Drizzly, a delivery service for alcohol, and Lantern President Meredith Mahoney was quoted as saying, companies like Freshly Baked and We Can Deliver exemplify Massachusetts' inventive and tenacious spirit, and we are delighted to work with them. Lantern and Drizzly are both headquartered in Boston, and we will leverage our existing e-commerce ex insights to provide an exemplary delivery and retail experience. Cureleaf, a multi-state cannabis company, was found to have violated federal law at its Hanover Medical Dispensary. National Relations Board Judge Iris Sandrin ruled that Cureleaf engaged in unfair labor practices by implicitly promising certain retail store workers increased benefits and better employment conditions if they didn't support unionization. The problem began when the United Food and Commercial Workers Local Union 328 began efforts to unionize workers at the Hanover location in April of 2020. According to the NLRB judge's decision, the problematic communications occurred between management and two employees in May and June of 2020. These were closed door conversations that were a significant deviation from the company's customary practice to have short staff meetings in the open. Sandrin's order calls for Cure Relief to cease and desist from unfair labor practices and take certain affirmative actions to follow lawful labor practices. That's this week's Massachusetts Cannabis Report. For Weed Talk News, I'm Ron Marshallsey. So where are all the women in the cannabis industry? In 2017, MJ Biz reported that women held 
37% of the executive level roles in the industry. But upon further review that year, that percentage had shrunk to 27%. And now in 2021, Benziga is reporting that only 8% of CEOs in cannabis are women. So what happened? Well, we'll ask one of those CEOs, Jamie Pearson from Bang Edibles on The Green Rush live on Friday. We talk with cannabis media people from coast to coast, and we start live at four on Eastern time with the CEO of MJ Biz, Chris Walsh, and get his insight of what is going on in an ever-changing industry and what might happen in the future now that that U.S. Senate bill has been introduced for discussion. Now, if you've been watching We Talk News or the Emerald Media Group's monthly educational webinars on our channel, you are very familiar with Taramisu Sargenti from Blazin Bakery in New Jersey and Jill Cohen, the Cannaboss Lady. They actually got together in New Jersey this week at Jill's CBD shop in Maplewood. Hi, I'm Tara Masu from Blazin Bakery, usually here for We Talk News, but today I'm here for Blazin Barkery with the Cannaboss Lady, Jill Cohen. Hi, everyone. Hey, we're at her store in Maplewood, New Jersey, and I'm throwing a dog event. Um, we made a dog photo booth, and we had lots of little silly props here. Our dogs are stoned to the bone on Blazin Barkery CBD. So Jill carries my product in her shop, which has been going great. I have hip and joint, I have calming products, and I just introduced a new uh, tincture, which is US grown CBD sourced from Colorado, all natural and uh, unfiltered coconut oil. And I'll tell you a bit more about why that's so important, but Jill, why don't you tell us about the shop? Yeah, so uh, my CBD shop, uh, it opened in February, uh, Nine Highland Place, Maplewood Village. Um, I offer a variety of women-owned brands and every purchase donates to women minority charities. And I have something for everybody, so please come down and see me. Yes, guys, support women-owned businesses, support small business. Now, let me just tell you why dog-specific U.S.-grown hemp is so important. It's because hemp is really good at leaching toxins from the soil. It's used for soil remediation. Now, what they do is sometimes overseas, you'll have like a nuclear disaster and they will plant hemp to cleanse the soil. Now, it used to be they would just take that and make hemp rope. What they'll do now is they will make CBD and sell it to the U.S. at a quarter of the price, which is not great. So when you're getting that good deal on gas station gummy bears, that's why. Um, so important to get the right CBD products, but more so for dogs because if a human ingests it, not great, but not the end of the world. If a dog ingests it, they can have kidney failure from toxic CBD. So really important, make sure your products have a QR code, make sure they are all natural, US sourced, and I would love if you checked out Blazin Barkery's products, because I believe they're the best on the market. They are the best. I, they're flying off the shelf in my store. Everyone loves them and their dogs are getting great relief. Yes, I truly believe that. And support New Jersey businesses. We're working hard in this state to make a great cannabis industry. And next week, we'll be back with more We Talk News about the industry. But this week, we're having fun with some puppies. Finally tonight, the cannabis world of California is mourning the loss of a legend named Frenchie Cannoli. When it comes to that state and specifically the Emerald Triangle, we check in with the founder of Emerald Media Group, Christina Di Giovanni, who knew Frenchie and filed this tribute to him. Hi, I'm Christina from Emerald Media Group, and I want to give recognition today to Frenchie Cannoli, cannabis industry legend and hash-making master 
Frenchie Cannoli got his start by traveling the world. He was born in southern France. He went out to Nepal. He met his wife there. They traveled together. He learned the lost art of Heshishan. He's an Emerald Triangle legend, a cannabis legend. He's set the standards for hash making and, and what we can expect. Um, he was an incredible human being and his death was very sudden and unexpected. It was a, a result of a complication from surgery. He was 64 years old when he passed and the entire industry is mourning his loss. And I just want to put it out there for everyone that knew Frenchie or maybe didn't even have a chance to meet him yet and to his friends and his family and his loved ones that this was a true, true master and legend in the cannabis industry. I had the privilege of meeting him a few times and I am so grateful that I had that experience to speak with him and to experience his kind-heartedness and his wisdom and no one can say a bad thing about him. He was just a legend to us and he will be sorely missed. So to Frenchie Cannoli's family, our hearts are with you. To the Emerald Triangle, you know, we're all feeling this loss together. And to everyone out there watching, please, you know, stay safe and healthy as, as best as you can during these times. So from Emerald Media Group and for Weed Talk News, I'm Christina DiGiovanni. That will do it for this week's We Talk News. Get your cannabis stories in on ProCannabisMedia.com and tune in on Friday to Green Rush Live. I'm Jimmy Young for Pro Cannabis Media. Remember, it's a whole new world of weed out there. Use it responsibly. Weed Talk and In the Weeds are two productions of Pro Cannabis Media supported by Revolutionary Clinics, one of the top medical cannabis dispensaries in the Massachusetts area. Now with three locations in Greater Boston, two in Cambridge, and one on Broadway in Somerville. Rev Clinics has a patient first mission. They will customize your needs as a medical patient with the proper titration and combination of strains, flavors, and products. Rev Clinics, where the patient comes first. Difference is building a solution for that individual. Not just a custom, here's a box, here's a video, here's how you make your VMS. We custom design and custom build every situation for exactly what the customer needs. And we keep the cost low. We have multiple tiers, you know, as far as what you're looking at on the cost side of things. If you want a one-time, you know, where you just pay one initial cost, we have that. If you want to maintain your system and have the highest protection and highest capabilities and highest upgrades at all times, we have different plans for you. But we scale it so it's scalable and affordable 100%. Media programming is available live and on demand on our Facebook page at ProCannabis Media, on Instagram at ProCannabis Media, on LinkedIn also at ProCannabis Media, on YouTube and YouTube Live on ProCannabis Media, Twitter at ProCannabis Media, and on 
twitch.tv backslash pro cannabis media. So like, share, and subscribe to all of our content, newsletters, and shows live or on demand. We are pro cannabis media.